Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. The following episode of The Worst Idea of All Time was recorded under very interesting circumstances. We apologize in advance for any quality issues which may be about to transpire. I can't remember what was said. I would describe this, uh, and and we've described previous episodes of the podcast before, as um, only for expert listeners. And especially under these circumstances, I can't emphasize this enough. Now, some of you might be tuning into The Worst Idea of All Time for the first time on the back of maybe we're about to go and do some live shows in San Francisco on October 21st and Portland on October 22nd. And a friend of yours might be a fan and said, hey, these guys, I really like the podcast. You should come along and check out the live show. If you are one of these people and you're downloading this episode as a sample size of what you're going to experience at the live show, I implore you please to dredge up a different episode and experience that instead. This is an experts only listen. This is, uh, you, well, you'll hear it very soon because, of course, it will come on the back end of this recording. And, and just a reminder that if you haven't got your tickets and you're in the San Fran or Portland areas, just go to blazepizza.co.nz or goldstarrealtysolutions.com and you can you can grab all your tickets and your details from there. Shall we? Let us. You're going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 intro. Ow! This movie's still fine. One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. But now we are. (laughs) (laughs) So... All right. So now either that is the intro to this episode or you've caught out the bit where it happened because I was recording quite a lot of the front half of this episode on my cell phone and I will have made the decision after reviewing the footage if the content and audio quality were up to our regular worst idea standards <laughs> before I publish it to the global internet. Hello and welcome maybe or to the halfway point. <laughs> Of episode something that feels like 20 of the worst idea of all time. A podcast where Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery watch a film once a week, every week for a year and keep on reviewing it. Uh, Of the 20th episode of this season, which is (laughs) We Are Your Friends. Very good intro, Tim. You really got across all the key information in an efficient and uh, quite classy way, I thought. And uh, it's very exciting because this week we're joined by a special guest, 
He's a, a good friend of ours and soon to be yours. He's sitting in the corner. <laughs> And he's a handsome man indeed. Hello, Reese Matthewson. Oh, dang it. I thought you were going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Four laughs. Which again, if I've decided to edit out the first half of the cell phone part of this episode, won't make any sense. There was a good two minutes there where Guy just forgot <laughs> my face. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah, was that where we were up to here? Or as How I was saying. Uh, I, don't know, I thought someone was making a good point. No, it's what is important is that we are all present. <laughs> in many senses, we are. That's right. In so, all of them. What else has been present in the room is we are your friends coming at our faces. That's right. And for the sweet two. The first thing I want to know is, Reese. on the whole, what did you make of the movie We Are Your Friends, directed by Maximum Joseph, starring predominantly Zac Efron? Uh, I, I really, I think I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm way more into it out loud. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, it's coming from the heart, I think. Uh, what drew you to it? What, 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 what about the movie did you specifically or thoroughly enjoy? I've just always l- seen music videos and thought, oh, I wish they were like an hour and a half long. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously <laughs> right up your street then. Oh, it was, it was great. It was it was full of douchebag emotion. Yeah, they wear their hearts on their sleeves. They do because they're all they're all hopped up on uh, hormones from the fish they eat. Oh yeah, and the sushi. <laughs> well, the the best sushi in the valley. I've got to like. I kind of want to try the sushi now. In the Western Hemisphere, well, it's all made of concrete, so you actually don't want to try the sushi unless you want a trip to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> sushi is concrete You sound like Kim Cattrall when she's doing a scatting with her <laughs> upright bass playing well, husband Put all the he dogs in you Put all the she dogs in the crowd Never knew such a hell of a loon Those are some Kim Cattrall B-sides right there Coming at you from Tim and Guy Fucking an odd clip uh, Have you seen that race? It's on the internet No I have not Kim Cattrall, Sex in the Cities, Samantha Jones uh, Forming the semblance of a jazz doo-wop duo with her <laughs> husband and uh, addressing the camera in earnest and saying, we just have such a connection. And then it <laughs> glides into one of the tracks that they're just riffing and scatting live. <laughs> and Kim Cattrall's just reaching for syllables that might rhyme and then like desperately filling in the rest of the line leading up to it with like uh, human I waste. Think, <laughs> I think you do, Kim, a disservice. I think uh, she was in flow. She was definitely operating on a on a pretty high frequency and to dismiss it as <laughs> the ramblings of a mad person is isn't helpful that I stand is music. by it. I that, stand, I'm, that is I'm that confident out of the highest order alright well is it closer to music than roofing yeah this is, this week posed the question <laughs> is roofing music that's right discuss <laughs> Reese, yours please I would argue yes <laughs> I would say roofing is music. Anything is music if you <laughs> make it music. Yeah, that's it. That is that is Cole's central thesis of this film. Anything can be music because anything can be anything. <laughs> because why should anything make any fucking sense or have any balance or anything to it? Like, at no point did he go, those are some nice wind chimes. Like, it was just a shot from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy. 
fucking terrible. Yeah, I gotta yeah, I gotta say, he uh it really watches when you really, you know, get down to the nuts and bolts of the film, that scene really watches like a man who uh just absolutely loses his mind in a panic, in a frenzy, if you will, <laughs> and starts recording things willy nilly. Uh, and he's so excited with all the adrenaline at the idea that he's had some sort of creative breakthrough. He uh, He's blind to what he's actually creating, such as the enthusiasm and excitement that the idea of this thing happening is generating. Uh, but what he's actually building <laughs> is just an assembly of miscellaneous sounds uh, from his huge manic runs he goes on where he sprints for about 20 kilometers. And he just only pauses to record things with his phone that he then plugs into his laptop <laughs> Uh, and then he just underscores it all with the sound of a helicopter because it makes it more ominous. I would have loved if there was a post-credit sequence where he got out of DJing and became the world's greatest Foley artist. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good compromise. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> the I, filmmakers, I, Maxim I Joseph e- and Sir Matthew Oppenheimer. <laughs> I have every sound on file. What do you need? <laughs> I, they need some scrubbing. I just recorded them on my phone. <laughs> Can I'm you call kind of a it, gorilla recorder. We are your friends too. Is that fine, or does it need to have a different title to that? You can call it. Uh, we are. Still we too are your friends. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That sounds like a movie with an Adam Sandler cameo. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> Which is something I, for one, can get on board with. Which is funny because it's quite a, like a high, it comes across as a hoity-toity sentence structure, but you get Adam Sandler saying it, and it, there's a beautiful... Uh, and the original chimp from Dunstan checks Ju- in. Juxtaposition there. <laughs> it's a hell of a reunion. <laughs> Sandler's at cameo status? <laughs> no, no, uh... Him and the him and Dunstan are a whole subplot. Oh. We too are grown ups. Yeah. D- <laughs> Dunstan like is still in character as Dunstan <laughs> from the original movie. Dunstan checks in. That monkey's probably dead, man. That's <laughs> savage. <laughs> eh? No, the monkey's alive. And if the monkey's not alive, uh, we'll just get Andy Circus. Dude, the monkey's definitely dead. It's the year two thousand and sixteen now. That monkey is no longer with us. Oh, they gave that monkey a lot of steroids. Oh, they, turtles live ages. I know that. This <laughs> I is, know that this is not a turtle. I know it's no, a grim that's reality. What, that, boys, that's what was in the it. steroids. They boil down shells. Jack up Dunstan with them. Jack him up. <laughs> Jesus. So he'd work better as a porter at the hotel. Jack up that son of a bitch. That was the second Dunstan checks in as the hotel goes bust because they find out that they're boiling tor- turtle shells <laughs> to inject their monkey <laughs> <laughs> porter with. It's a hell of a it's a hell of a uh, drama. <laughs> Julie Roberts reprises her role as Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> it's a hodgepodge. Uh, we are really getting way off topic, which is to be expected. Uh, what were some other exciting moments that we gleaned from watching We Are Your Friends this week? I learned that PCP looks great. It's true. You you spotted a, a real pro PCP uh, thread through the film. Well, I kind of wanted every time that someone gave him a, a drink or a, a pill or anything for it to just be PCP again. Well, and pr- it probably was. That's subtext that a lot of people don't pick up on, but you're a savvy watcher. That's why you got it on the first try. <laughs> oh, that's the case? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, if you look at the evidence. Yeah, he's just... 
He asks what the drinks are, but they don't tell him the answer. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the implication always being if they give you a drink and they don't tell you what's in the drink, it's there's PC- PCP. It's like the, the implication. First- <laughs> yeah. It's like the it first time dance. you took something and the guy went, oh, by the way, there was PCP in that. Yeah. There's other evidence for this and that someone's always giving him a foreign substance that he's not a handy on what it is at even periods. So it's like he's getting topped up all the time. <laughs> He's building characters. into a manic <laughs> frenzy yeah. uh, at the climax of which he will record a series of miscellaneous sounds <laughs> in a panic. Yoko Ono style, just screaming yeah. into a microphone that's under a trash can inside a fucking pool hall somewhere. <laughs> Release it as an album. But in character, also with the voice of John Lennon. <laughs> 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 that was that for John Lennon <laughs> being his wife doing music poorly was there not another element of Zac Efron contributing to that nope not intentionally uh, I, I didn't think so it was I very good my way. <laughs> I thought it was pretty borderline Tim <laughs> well God bless you for calling me to account bro I appreciate it oh uh, I tell you, I love where your head's at, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I appreciate you having a go. <laughs> that is in the spirit of good fun. Highly patronising. Oh, I know. Earnest and sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> there was some good shit out there in the field. Yeah, I tell you what, we were really uh, having a good time. Reese, you're a, a, a breath of fresh air, it'd be fair to say. You are you know, are you a real pro and set, you're a real joy to work with. It's been it's been great. Very anti vegan film. Yeah. Explain. Well they have the well they spent two hundred dollars on cheese and half of them don't eat it like these <laughs> fucking morons. Mm. That is how they display on, their wealth. Yeah. And that's not that much cheese, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I am with you on that, man. That line stuck out for me for the same reason. It's like, if if it was a if I was throwing a big party, party that size, I wouldn't spend two hundred dollars on cheese. But someone in my position might. Yeah. I mean, I never would. <laughs> that's just enough. I I would never do that. I I could anticipate going to an engagement party where there's upwards of two hundred dollars totally. worth of cheese. Yeah, cheese is expensive. And so if you want, you know, if you're going to have some cheese, you're going to have to have enough cheese. Otherwise, it's going to be weird if you've only got one wheel of cheese. So understandably, I could also imagine, you know, a circumstance where at some event, some people had paid upwards of $200 to cater for the cheese. Just the cheese and the cheese alone. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all on the same page here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. These are me the cheese. <laughs> so really, they're just being mean about regular people. Yeah. When you see that, did you feel that line was written by Maximum Joseph as a missile to the hearts of vegans, oh. or did you feel like the characters were were embodying those? No, that that was the writer stomping into his work, <laughs> really putting his opinions. Yeah. His his mouth where his movie is, if you will. Very much so. He he was taking his one movie. The only movie he gets, and he was taking that one opportunity to lay out the law for everyone who's wronged him. <laughs> it was a takedown project. Well, another uh, theory that I particularly enjoyed, 
and I think I uh, could be accurate is uh, the film is also it serves a dual purpose and it's embarrassing it took us this long to discover but it highlights quite clearly Zac Efron's training regimen throughout the film uh, <laughs> it's all in the build up to uh, it's a trailer in essence for Baywatch which is coming to cinemas uh, summer 2017 featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron and the entire movie is all the build up to the backstory of the character Zakoli, who will of course be playing the hunky David Hasselhoff type <laughs> on the beach Presumably the beach is somewhere in California. I've never seen Baywatch. And it seems insane if you're listening to this theory, but consider this. Why did the movie lose so much money? Because it wasn't a movie. It was a trailer. It was a trailer for another future film that didn't exist yet. And number two, Sakoli's mum maybe plays piano wherever she is, and it's never addressed. Why? <laughs> Because she drowned and they never found her body. And so Zach Zakoli has to kind of avenge his mother against the sea <laughs> by learning how to vanquish the sea for Baywatch. <laughs> That's what that movie's about. <laughs> it's, it's about Zach Efron getting so buff that he manages to <laughs> fight the ocean. And not just fight it, vanquish it. <laughs> Can you guys hear that buzz? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that buzz is coming through. <laughs> Real nice and clear. Hopefully not for the listener, which means the buzz is imagined and isn't actually happening. That's <laughs> how you want, though. It sounds like something Zicoli would lay down on file. <laughs> but no the Baywatch theory does make perfect sense and it's satisfying to have finally seen of course you lose money on an ad you pay for an ad it's a paid for spot it's absorbed in the budget of the film presumably this, you're, fr- you're from Hollywood Reese. you know what you're talking about yeah well I'm, I'm show business <laughs> you are the buzz stays, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but there's been a pretty steady 50 hertz hum that's been playing through the last. It's actually quite and a nice. Half. It's quite soothing. It's a bit off-putting though. It's a bit of a disruptor. <laughs> yeah, it but feels I, like we're caught in between two radio stations. I, I do not know how to fix that. Ah, uh, look, I like the vibe. I welcome it. I embrace it. <laughs> it's like a episode of Space Ghost. <laughs> they just lay like a buzz under the all of oh, the studio gone. bits. It's back. It's gone. It's a real flirt. This buzz. Okay, it's gone. What's that buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's that buzz? Tell me what's happening. Maybe a space ghost. So, what's that buzz? Tell me what's happening. It's a little showbiz for you, Mister Showbiz. I've received it. I've appreciated <laughs> it. Can I put it to you guys that this film is like? <laughs> It's the music version of TV's numbers. Uh, <laughs> Where like everything is numbers and this movie is everything is music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen numbers, but with your accurate and um, succinct description, I can imagine exactly what you're saying. <laughs> numbers uh, was a real cool kind of pulpy. It was very a very time tour de force. <laughs> show about two brothers it was about 
two brothers <laughs> and they're fighting crime. They actually are. One's like a straight laced um uh, like detective in the like in the force kind of detective and the other one is like more a analytics math guy who works for the cops and they buddy up and they crack cases together using brawn and math <laughs> and it was a conspiracy by the American Department of Education to try and teach everyone math from the state. Really? Yes. Sick. Because every family should be able to decide if it wants to teach its children math. (laughs) That is a decision for the family. I could not agree more. I'm not comfortable if I do have children sending them to a school where math is taught indiscriminately. Way to make a stand, man. Yeah, well... Someone had to. <laughs> We've come so far just pretending that math is like fine and it's not a problem. It is a problem. I don't like it. It's an imposing reality. <laughs> Which, frankly, I don't need in my life. <laughs> who does at this point? That's the real, that's the real yeah, question. It's the real question who does maths at this point? Because I'll tell you who it is. It's nerds. It's no good schmucks. <laughs> so. Here's the thing. Every week... <laughs> Obviously, big shout out to all of our, our maths listeners. <laughs> We're sorry if we offended All you. our maths professors and teachers because our children are the future. Uh, the but shining, don't teach my kids maths. The shining light is every week a departure from our whimsical, nonsensical, negative descriptions of the film... <laughs> To bust a nut over one bit that took our breath away. <laughs> Reese Matthewson, what was your shining light of the movie? Uh, shining light, probably the chandelier. Ah, oh, yep, 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 yep. That, yeah, that is uh, <laughs> a callback to a Tim Bat uh, shining light in itself, I think. Tim, you've created a shining light within the film. Second level. You've broken through. <laughs> I think you get a credit on Wikipedia now. It's a Jacob's Ladder of Shining Lights. Like, I would argue that is a... It was oh, a my God. Enough- Can we call it Shining's Light? Like Attorney's General when you pluralize it? <laughs> yeah, it was the Shining's Light. Awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was almost worth watching the film for. <laughs> that, is, that is flattery of the highest order. Uh, Guy, did you have any <laughs> Shining's light? <laughs> I would like to hear more about Reese. Uh, <laughs> okay. and why you know what? I'm, tr- I'm trying really hard to remember anything <laughs> else that happened in that film. And I am coming up short <laughs> remarkably. Okay. Uh, I, I, I like the bit where they stood by a Ferris wheel. <laughs> uh, oh, at the, at the big uh, gig in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. They were selling drugs to children. <laughs> oh, I take it back. You know what those kids are going to do? They're going to go home, take those drugs, and do some maths. That's how the whole fucking cycle starts, Reese. This is how the system is constructed. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. How much for a gram and how many grams in a kilo? The lamestream media <laughs> won't put this stuff in their papers. But you can find it here at the Worst Idea Gazette. And we endorse three things in life. The First Amendment... The Second Amendment <laughs> and the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> because off the top of my head, I can't remember what the third one is. And it's an interesting roll of the dice for your patch of land. <laughs> <laughs> I have the utmost loyalty to the flag. <laughs> I love 
<laughs> every amendment to the constitution <laughs> except whatever the third one is just whatever it could whatever it could or happens to be whatever the consequences I'm willing to take them because off the top of my head I just can't remember <laughs> oh, your patriotism is unquestionable <laughs> And your bravery on behalf of the United States of America are uh, tremendous. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so aside from that, aside from that, race, <laughs> we don't usually, you know, mine our uh, guests for so many shining lights, but we were enjoying shining light, shining light. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to think of yeah. Look, I, I tell you why I'm putting it so hard on you because I can't remember a single detail from this godforsaken movie. I'm, I'm a patsy. You've invited me in here to be a patsy. Yeah, you're a full guy. Okay, I got one. Yeah. I thought it wasn't my turn. Such vanity. <laughs> I'm whipping it out, you guys. Here is my shining light. Um, this is a big build up. Oh, shit. Can't wait. Can't hold hold wait till the drop. It involves Johnny. Mm. Fuck. Oh, I've got one. <laughs> Hit me with the chips. Improvised conversation. Improvised breakfast. Yeah. Was exactly like two children oh. pretending to be adults. Yes. That was a hot take. <laughs> Please explain. It was um, just after they've they've done the intercourse. And then they wake up the next morning and dis- <laughs> discuss burgers and pancakes. Yeah, yeah. When they sit down in their robes in, a, in an awkward table in the middle of a bedroom. The table's got wheels. They're eating off the cart. Wow. Yeah. That it, It's like two eight-year-olds pretending <laughs> to be adults on a date. <laughs> like their parents have gone down to the casino floor and they've figured out that they can order room service. <laughs> and they've gone, oh, we can... T-. Well, yeah, the, you know, Maximum Joseph, that was one of his trademark on-set uh, devices. He'd get children in and dress them <laughs> up on a smaller set, an exact replica of the actual set, and they'd improvise the scene. And because he really wanted to capture that childlike sense of, um, you know, romance and, and the excitement <laughs> of a new day and maybe a new relationship. And, uh, and so they'd get these kids to, to record it with their childlike wonder. And then he'd transcribe that and give it to Zakoli and Somali to perform. And that's why it has that really childlike feel. <laughs> so it's a very astute, it's a very, a very astute observation. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. A lot I of people feel like don't... I really keyed into this movie. Yeah. This, this movie hit me at 128 beats per minute. <laughs> It got you. That is right in the heart. Yeah. It got you, boo. Oh. Uh, Tim, yeah. hot take. <laughs> what are you doing, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> You're retreating into the darkness. I was trying to see if there was a way for me to configure the microphone so I can sit under the table to record. <laughs> Why on earth would that be the case? I just want to get the maximum away from the the light of that screen. <laughs> oh, it's really hushing, hushing your buds, man. Even even now, it's like oh, it's so bad. Oh shit, my headphones just went. You guys okay? Yeah, we're going gangbusters. Okay, great. We'll proceed with the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
tough times over in Timber <laughs> over there. Look, it's not a flawless victory, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Far from it. But there's been ups and downs, good times and bad. <laughs> Everyone tried their absolute hardest. And at the end of the day, if you've eaten all your wheat bakes and you've run your marathon, maybe that's all there is left. And strap, it, strap in because it's beach season. Baywatch <laughs> coming out summer 2017 starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron. Yeah, did you not hear us the first six times we said Dwayne The Rock? <laughs> Tune in. Yeah. I'll, I'll be ready. Are you a Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan? Humongous Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan. I'm a humongous professional wrestling fan. I love it. It's great. He's the he's the biggest man in sports entertainment, and now just entertainment. And did you see this coming? Trippy. Oh, absolutely. If if you didn't know this day would come ever since the Scorpion King, you're out of your goddamn mind. Okay, hold on now. Hold on now. So the Rock, you described the thing that you're into, Reese, as being something that used to be sport entertainment and is now just entertainment no the rock has gone from sports entertainment to just entertainment okay i think this still holds and then there was another bit to it too but is that not the rock was warning us about donald trump (laughs) rose to the top removed the core industry bit of the the slash entertainment made it pure entertainment no one saw it coming you're in pretty. It's a parable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't get in that deep on Dwayne the Rock Johnson as DJT, who is a, no, not as him, but he foretold the rise. Like we should. He's a parable. Is he? Is he? How does? <laughs> I can't wrap my thinking gear. Like I may have cast the net a little too wide because upon revisiting the thought, I guess the only thing is. I'm just grabbing two things that rose in popularity at some point whenever (laughs) (laughs) and connecting a dot (laughs) on second reading. uh, Concrete is sushi, bro. Concrete is sushi. Dead right, because anything is anything. As a a powerful mantra, it's uh, it's why it's such uh, (laughs) such an open movie, you know, that is open to do anything, anything can go anywhere. His, his mum could be doing anything. That's right. So many offers, just le- you know, stories left untold. He he references his mother in such a you know a sort of intriguing way, meaningful way, when he says she played the piano. And then they just never ever ad- address it. What 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 could she be doing? <laughs> she drowned. <laughs> that was that her main thing after teaching piano she was most known for drowning yeah in Liverpool <laughs> that's why she drowned <laughs> I, I like coming to this beach <laughs> is that her before she drowned <laughs> yeah, that was her yep. end scene <laughs> <laughs> I like coming to this beach slow walk into ocean <laughs> It's a, a very one of those real artsy films. It's Eighteen seconds long. That, of course, uh, will be playing as a Super Bowl commercial uh, in part of the build-up to Baywatch, 
coming out summer 2017. This film could have ended with just Zac Efron standing there with his top off, just waving at the camera like... Oh, fuck, that'd be good. Bye. See you next summer. Zac Efron crowd surfing over the masses of dancing fans of Zakoli the Crying DJ all the way to the end of the crowd where he comes out somehow wearing surf life-saving gear (laughs) and with a boogie board and just jogs onto the beach. That, to me, would be perfect. And if you are listening and still looking for ideas, I'm available on spec. (laughs) So the movie they filmed... <laughs> you, you want to come in and offer some some new perspectives? Uh, I just want to marry two two works of art together to make one greater, bigger, better piece of art. That I think is that, terrifying. That is how art is made, as I understand it. Is you take one thing and you take another bigger thing <laughs> and you put them together. That's how you you create greatness. When Baywatch comes out, you should watch it immediately after We Are Your Friends. I tell you what, I'll do is I'll watch it. Uh, I'll watch Where Are Your Friends then I'll watch the trailer that I was just discussing that will inevitably get made <laughs> and then I'll watch Baywatch and then I'll release that as a Guy Montgomery Productions uh, independent feature and I'll make millions and I'll be able to set up the same Ponzi scheme that Paige uses in the movie Where Are Your Friends and I'll be a fucking millionaire <laughs> You'll drive a Ferrari and be able to have a baseball bat at your office. Yeah. I'll live next door to Chandelier on the other side of the fence. Two doors down from Paige. (laughs) Three doors down from me. (laughs) The ghost of Zicoli's mother? (laughs) Yeah. How are you? How are you? First of all. Oh, I'm very dead. Yeah, you look terrible. You look like a ghost. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> but how are you other than that? Oh, my hearing's gone. Because <laughs> of the water? Wait, what? Oh, no, because my headphones are fucked. <laughs> oh, you're wearing headphones. <laughs> it's a very modern ghost. <laughs> did you die with headphones on when you drowned? I did. Listening to your son's terrible recordings. I did. Is that part of the reason why you walked into the ocean? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it wasn't intentional. <laughs> I see. But in some way, it overtook you. I was just you. paying such close attention to the podcasts. The- and I walked clean off a bridge. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Ban podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the... <laughs> what was the podcast what was the podcast recording of i don't know <laughs> couldn't rightly tell you i did die listening to it but i do not know i suppose when you're dying that's probably the main thing that's happening <laughs> more on the dying less on the listening mm. wait you drowned right yeah so you had headphones on underwater <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, that's some that that's some high tech. It's just a waste of a pair of it's a waste of a good human life, and it's a waste of a pair of headphones. <laughs> kind of you to say. And now that you say that, I feel like I should have focused on the human life. Well, no, the headphone thing is annoying <laughs> as well. <laughs> They're both up for grabs. <laughs> so sorry. All of that aside, the ghost of Zakoli's mother. How do you like it here? How do you she's like gone. She's gone. My headphones work again. Oh, can you only she access cried. her when your headphones go she, out? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. ESP <laughs> is not a sixth sense. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a lack of one and then it's sub yeah, in. It's a sub in fifth sense. Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> it's because it's not true. That would be the simple reason. No, it sounds true. I can't wait to propagate that. I'm gonna uh, marry that along with the popular myth that at 128 beats per minute you can control a human heartbeat and I'm going to put them together mm. and I'm going to call it Great Art mm. I'm going to release it mm. as an independent at Montgomery Productions mm-hmm. I'm going to make millions of dollars mm. and I'm going to buy the other house on the other side of the ghost of Zakoli's mother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to own the neighbourhood <laughs> <laughs> if you buy that house that's, that's haunted house tours well, yeah. It'd be more like uh, if you'd see the facade, you still couldn't get in. It's still someone's house. Yeah, that's true. Unless so wait. unless maybe the ghost of Zakoli's mother wanted in on the Enterprise. Right, hold on. And you're here. <laughs> when you go to a theme park and you go to a haunted house, do you think there's a family living in the other half of it that just isn't like front-facing? Uh, it's like, well, they went to all the trouble of building a house. <laughs> we'll have it, and half will be horror and half will be family. 
<laughs> like, I'm just I, I'm not saying that specifically but I'm saying yes I'm open to the idea that there are all sorts of arrangements within all sorts of haunted houses because why would why wouldn't there be <laughs> So you're saying, Tim, that you're confident that no one has ever lived in a haunted house? Mm. A haunted house in general or a haunted house at a theme park specifically? Not, for profit, not a for-profit haunted house. In a for-profit haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a dwelling, is what I'm saying. It's a... <laughs> well, no, but it is for some people. <laughs> the people who live in them. Okay. <laughs> Right on. We'll agree to leave that well alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Look, and Let's... shout out to all of our listeners uh, who do live in for-profit haunted houses who Tim continues to aggressively neglect for no apparent reason. And also who have died, generally. Yeah. Also for you. Uh, we, could, we could do shout outs to all of our different listeners, but um, the list would be too long. Suffice it to say... <laughs> I feel like you guys could group by dwelling. Yeah. Haunted house for profit. <laughs> uh, uh, under deck of tugboats. Yeah, we're big. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, honestly, what is the only company I would trust to pull this off? Gold Star Realty Solutions. <laughs> they have some exciting ideas. <laughs> Everything is a house. Because anything <laughs> can be anything. That's, That's right. the whole point. Roofing can be music. <laughs> PCP can be a harmless party drug. <laughs> and uh, you can rock up on stage to a gig. Tens of thousands of people have come to see you do with this dead silence where you plug in your MacBook. You, Why you, not buy the whole cow? <laughs> if you like milk so much, why don't you own a cow? It's like Tim's always said. Tim's actually wearing a t-shirt right now that says that. We, of course, can't see it because it is pitch black. <laughs> it's another exciting element to this particular show. Or rather, record. You'll always see things when a record... I mean, when the screen screening is on, on account of the light. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what? You okay, <laughs> There's no such thing as a pitch black screening of something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. But it seems like a pretty arbitrary point. Because of the light. I don't do this often, but I'm going to tap out for a bit. You guys keep going. Onwards <laughs> oh, in the deeper pastures, <laughs> oh my, my friend. God. <laughs> I didn't realize that the darkness could take one of us. <laughs> And like a spectre, Tim went outside. Uh, oh. So, you identified with Squirrel as a, a key player in the film and a, a source I, of empathy as a viewer? He was the only man of the four of them with the courage to accept, like, to be okay with their situation. So you feel all the other characters would... Uh, were drawn as to not not have much uh, self-awareness. Well, no, just to be striving. Just yeah. the, like the constant, we want something better because this isn't good enough. And Squirrel's, I think, courage to be like, no, I'm okay with this. This is all it is. This is where I find my peace. Yeah. And to hit that point, 
And then the last shot of him is just him looking down, drinking a beer, to being dead. Yeah, well, I have a theory that um, he's drinking... He's... uh, because they're singing Santeria, of course, the popular song by the band Sublime. I hate that song so much. And so does Squirrel. <laughs> and he is so humiliated by what is happening with his closest friends. And he's so wrought with embarrassment at the very idea. He's just in fits of anxiety at the idea of waking up tomorrow morning and having to confront his group of friends singing Santeria in 2015 (laughs) in earnest. And he just can't handle it. So just as he's reached that moment of zen, he's finally accepted his fate. He goes, I'm comfortable with this life, but if we're doing Santeria, I am fucking out. That's right. Wow. That is powerful stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a, it's not light subject matter, and it's hand, it's handled uh, pretty haphazardly. And and full credit to Maximum Joseph for for working that into the film. Wow, you know what he's like, don't you? He, he when he's working, he really cranks things up to the maximum. He really does, and you can see that it comes through in every shot, every line <laughs> of dialogue, every eyebrow raise. Every every part of that movie was a decision. And I think the right one. To a, to a detail, to the finest point, to the varnish on a stool in the background of frame, out of focus. <laughs> Actually, not in the final cut because they had to cut the end off the frame because the stool was ruining it. It was too big. That amount of detail. It was... I mean, the decision to have a man completely blurred out in the background. Yeah. Be stern and then disappear. Well, I mean, you know, Jardad or Dadhead, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, is a real triumph of uh, filmmaking and a classic touch of the auteur, Maximum Joseph, who, I mean, really takes filmmaking to the absolute maximum. Is this his first film? Uh, it's his first feature film. He was involved with Catfish. I think it was the director of Catfish. Okay. Which was the original Catfish movie, and then it became an MTV show, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I've heard of Catfish. I've not yeah, seen yeah. it. I think it's meant to be really good. Uh, but, uh, and then this is, this was the, this was the, um, big shot. Put my, put my, you know, hands on the table, put my feet on the table, put my whole body, put my penis on the table, my whole body on the table, and say, this is my movie. <laughs> Record the sound of my penis thumping onto the table. Because that is how I sign contracts now. <laughs> because my name is Maximum Joseph, <laughs> and I must take everything to the absolute maximum. Which makes him quite a um, difficult character to work with on set for some. Yeah, I can. I got that vibe. I got the vibe that a few of those extras hated his guts. Well, he just had such a specific backstory for everyone in the movie. I mean, to the detail, everyone in the movie. Yeah. It, yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's rare to see. And I think that's probably why, you know, I might have I might have been rough on it in previous weeks. <laughs> because he's put, he's put too much effort in. <laughs> <laughs> he 
really should have toned it down on this project. It's distracting. Every detail a story. Everyone had to do it. They had to hold hands and chant it on, on production every morning. Mm. Oh, and he'd give them pages upon pages of oh. of character script. <laughs> that script was thousands <laughs> of pages long as each extra was meticulously described. Oh, my goodness. And the amount of time that Tim... Come on back, buddy. <laughs> this, it, it was Tim that before we started recording was saying I'm never leaving the room <laughs> yeah but the room has gone sour on Tim or Tim has gone sour on the room are you okay just just hanging out <laughs> good on you man <laughs> yeah the smell in here it's <laughs> powerful palpable you haven't really left the room Reese. can you smell them anything or does it have you just completely assimilated in there no now that the door's open i never noticed it smelling bad but i now distinctly notice it smelling better <laughs> yeah which is a real tell of baked in smell yeah mm, that was some that was some long haul flying <laughs> yeah musk yeah it really was we got musty in here. I would have described us all as musty. Mm. That, that's an apt description. <laughs> that, that you carry on that descripting path, you will get to the <laughs> level of detail that Maximum Joseph has for his extras. <laughs> that's right. And musty is something I could not accuse any element of this film of being. Oh, must-free. Absolutely. A must-free zone. Um, uh, it was... <laughs> A tour to anti must. A must not. <laughs> a, a, a must not. <laughs> says, says Tim from the Great Outdoors. It's like a different uh, zone. <laughs> like an atmosphere. Well, naturally, it's inside and outside. They're the opposite. Yeah, there's like a different amount of ozone in the room. Like quite a bit. <laughs> Are you picking up what he's putting down, Reese? He's making outside seem very attractive. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's like the sirens. Oh, you want to go mobile? Kinda. Just get out of the room, man. <laughs> I feel like you guys are in Fukushima right now, and I'm gonna like try and come rescue you. <laughs> what if we did a podcast in three parts where? The first part is recorded on a phone. There is some quality recording in the middle. Some A-grade audio. It's and then it bad. goes rogue. It's not bad. I feel like the amount of technological maneuvering that would take would be... Everyone stay exactly the fuck <laughs> we are, okay? And <laughs> the environment, everyone. Welcome. This is Tim reporting in. <laughs> from outside trying desperately to make this work in the dark which is hard uh, another thing that we do each week Reese, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at some point James Reed, uh the sort of mentor figure to Zicoli uh, gives Zicoli a gift 
uh, contained, and it's not a kiss, which I know is what you're thinking, uh, contained within a, a box the size of a MacBook Pro. Uh, and he prefaces that by saying he may have gotten a little sentimental. And uh, <laughs> when we speculate about this, what we do is we uh, we sing a little song, and I'll sing it for you right now. It goes, Getting sentimental with James Reed. <laughs> to Matt only comes out in song. <laughs> Uh, and I put it to you. Do you have any idea what sentimental gift James Reed might have taken it upon himself to give to Zakoli? There was a lot of information in that scene. There was mm-hmm. a lot to take in. I feel like I've narrowed it down to two choices. You got it's gotta be one. Ah Obviously it has to be one. Sort of weak ass <laughs> <laughs> double answer you're trying to lay on me. Okay, I think it was just just full of your bog standard frankfurters. <laughs> can can <laughs> you can you guys hear me? Yeah. On this microphone? Yeah, we can hear you. Cool. Um bog standard frankfurters. Hot, cold? C- cold in their polystyrene packaging still. Okay. So just out of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> still could possibly be used. Yeah, oh absolutely. They haven't spoiled. Haven't spoiled, but like you, you're eating twenty hot dogs for dinner. <laughs> if you want to get through them, yeah. If you want to get back vet- in the environment, welcome back. Welcome to the goodie room. Yeah, yeah, it's all going off in here. <laughs> that is a very interesting offer. Why do you think James Reed would specifically give Zakoli a bunch of um, frankfurters? You know, it's a summer food. <laughs> Cold Frankfurters or hot Frankfurters? Hot Frankfurters. As a summer food. Well, you know, like just a summertime hot dog. Oh, that was was intense. A a summertime hot dog. Summertime hot dog. It's just getting ready for that beach day for Baywatch. Is that, he must have like, he can't have those every day, surely. What are the, what are the stats on the... A hot dog. That can't be good for beach season. No, he's just having the first barbecue of the season. So he's going he's going hot dog wild. Hot dogs coming out his ears. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean a laptop bag's full of hot dogs. Yeah. I, I mean he's got he's got enough hot dogs for like eight people tops. Is this a jailbreak? We're going walkabouts. Am I meant to bring my headphones? No. We'll guess. Like podcast warriors. Because old. They recorded podcasts without computers. Bring up maths around guys. Oh yeah, it's probably through a whole bunch of shit. Just take it as much as you can. Just uh, don't force it for fear of it breaking me. So that it could be not a very long. I, don't know, I can't remember what the length of time is. And you look pretty mobile. You just you need to get to outside the environment. Do you not make it out? Um, I have to be last because I can only get to the door, I think. You just gotta be careful you don't rip that computer down. 
<laughs> oh boy, if this works. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're all definitely outside, <laughs> but we are very much tethered <laughs> to a. If anything, we're closer together <laughs> to the great indoors. It's feeling very. Um, what was the movie? We are your friends. No, 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 no. Sorry, the space one that I love that came out like two years ago. Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> this is very interstellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going through the different planetary environments of like one's toxic and polluted and time moves differently in there. And then like getting back to the to the ship, which ironically is outside the ship this time, but you get the idea. I feel you. It is nice to be out in the fresh air. If I get bitten by one fucking mosquito out here, I cry foul though. I do not tolerate those motherfuckers. They contribute nothing and I hate itchy bites. I agree with your policy against mosquitoes, but I must challenge you on having your cake and eating it too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have wrought the mosquitoes on your juicy toes. If I was a mosquito, I would tuck right in there. Well, judge is rolling. I roll for the guy one. And I, th- I think you got the saying wrong. I think it's handful of cake and eating it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't abiding the script of Maximum Joseph. Maximum Joseph just is dulling out handfuls of cake. There's, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, Alice Sneddon was also... Uh, it's quite smitten by the cake and hand scene, and in a different way from you though. While she was sort of outraged at the idea of um, eating cake straight from the hand, you were delighted and excited, and then disappointed and soberly for not getting involved in the cake party. I just wish they'd kept it with them throughout the movie until they finished it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they lay down the gauntlet. You can't. <laughs> it's gonna, another missed opportunity from Maxim Joseph. We are gonna eat an entire cake together. Yeah, they they throw it out there. It's a Chekhov's gun situation. <laughs> <They> immediately dismantled. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so while he did make a lot of good decisions on set, obviously Maxim Joseph also uh, made some maximum mix-ups uh, by missing out great storytelling opportunities like that. And his Tim, magnum opus. <laughs> Tim is ever nearing supine. I don't quite know what you're getting at. Are you speaking to Reese or me or both of us? Oh, uh, both of us, to be honest. <laughs> this is supposed to be your environment. You're meant to be thriving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not wrong. This was supposed to be my zone, eh? I've not flourished. I've not evolved. Do you think the problem lies I am the dinosaur. Yeah. Fuck. So we've, we've tried external. <laughs> What's next? No, I still like it here. Yeah, this is good. And Tim's going better. He's still with us. <laughs> I mean, let's... Full credit, this is still an improvement. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that speaks volumes to paint about the, picture. the ship I'm running in there. Tim is, <laughs> Tim is sitting uh, on the bones of his ass mm. uh, on the pavement outside the studio here, just next to a nice patch of lawn. Uh, 
knees up, mm. arms folded across knees, head buried inside the crook of his arm. Mm. Um, Bruce and I are standing. <laughs> Crook's about, not a word you hear enough these days. No, it's not. And Reese and I are standing about 10 centimetres outside <laughs> of the uh, the door. It would actually be a delightful photo. I like that I accidentally wound up with the real long cable. <laughs> so now I can like lounge back like a little lounge man. Lounge. You are lounge, You are really lounging now. Now Tim is gone <laughs> full horizontal. Oh, okay. Oh, shit's falling on me. I don't know what that is. It's probably a mosquito. Tenacious little could be, guys. Could be anything. All they get to eat is blood. Every meal, a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Can wow. you not cook it once? <laughs> I come home every day <laughs> and it's blood. Cup <laughs> of blood. Can you guys remind me on where we landed on our sentimental giving? I can remember vividly. Uh, Please proceed. Reese, you have the rare honour of retelling. <laughs> can I change my answer? No, you absolutely no cannot. Cl- I thought it was going to be just filled with Frankfurter hot dog. Frankfurters. And why did you think that? <laughs> it's It's summertime. He's prepping for barbecue season. <laughs> you need they to just... own those statements, Reese. They're not <laughs> questions. Because... That's... Okay, that's fair. Because those little sausage thingies are a summertime food. <laughs> I like your moxie. You sound like you got your training from Gold Star Realty Solutions. Yes, a very large grasshopper taught me. That's why I live here on the concrete. (laughs) A large grasshopper would be terrifying. Why? Have you ever looked at them, like pictures, magnified pictures of them? Yeah. Scary motherfuckers. You're not wrong. Terrifying. Any bug blown up to human size would be terrifying. Hmm. Or just enough of them. Well, we kind of got the numbers thing, don't we? Would now? you rather uh, face a bug that is the size of a human or a mass of that bug the size of a human version of the bug? <laughs> mass bug. Surely. Why would you ever vote any other option? Like, just one big one. I feel like I might be able to punch it to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like nanobots, <laughs> But man. a lot of them, it's like trying to vanquish the ocean. It's just undoable. <laughs> the unbornable war, that poor sot. He thought he was made of stronger stuff than ours. He thought I, he could take on the ocean and win. It's and pr- he was the first one in our generation to learn that harsh lesson. I read that it. the ocean will always win. <laughs> That's the uh, closing monologue from the leaked Baywatch script. Uh, Baywatch coming out summer 2017. It's going to be really intense in that movie when uh, Zakoli finds out that the reason his mother drowned was because she was so upset with the recordings he was making on his phone. Catch 22 there, isn't it? For Zakoli? Mm. 
How so? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe it's not. Okay, sorry. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he got driven to life-saving by a desire to vanquish the death of his mother in the ocean. And then just as he's about to conquer the ocean, he finds out that the reason his mother drowned is because she heard the song he was making that he played at Summerfest that made all those teenagers so upset. (laughs) (laughs) They hated it. (laughs) We wanted to watch The Fearless. (laughs) Where were The Fearless? We want James Reed. We want Pressure Man. (laughs) We want to continue to exist in our simulated reality, which is actually the imaginings of a PCP-fueled DJ nightmare. We're not real, but it's more fun to pretend we are. Just fake little holograms projected onto matter. So if, if, if the hotly contested PCP theory is true, Tim, where do you reckon... Zakoli is at the end of the film. Uh, in terms of like in a on a trip. In terms of like outside physically. of his reality. Yeah. Where is his physical being? Yeah, a million miles. They're different things. They are two sides of him now. <laughs> so it's his imagination. What he sees is a meth head, which is like life's real fucking cool and exciting. And then it flashes to his actual life, and he is. A street person who has lost all of his teeth and unfortunately starting to lose his mind. That is very upsetting <laughs> for a character who I do not necessarily like, but um, would not wish that upon. Hell no. Is there anyone in the film you would wish that upon? No, I think everyone brings brings something. Um. They're all coming from a, you know, a true place. All of their motivations rang really true. I would get rid of the extra that uh, has her toes stepped on by Johnny Depp. No, yep, she is integral. She's not. <laughs> she absolutely is. She's not. She is a highlight of my week. I'm not no. lying. <laughs> no way. I've singled her out for. I've praised her performance before because it is so convincing and committed. Do you genuinely only feel this way about that one extra? Uh, that was one of the few extras you could have picked out that I would take a uh, personal issue with. Man. I Such wish I had out my sleeve what the other one or two could be. Well, no, it's, still, it's fair for you to want to wish her off the show. I just fundamentally disagree with it. And uh, if you do want to release the edit that you are making <laughs> under the Montgomery Productions banner, yeah, I do, of course, get final edit. Um, no deal we've already signed the deal <laughs> never make a deal with <laughs> yeah, it you can't snake oil salesman <laughs> you can't go back on the charlatan deal. <laughs> the deal's been signed you're a town crier <laughs> I am not the town crier yeah you run around town crying I gave you to somewhere to stay when you had nowhere <laughs> <laughs> wait you're being literal <laughs> No, I'm not being literal. Ah. I'm talking to you, the boy from the concrete jungle. <laughs> Wistful night. <laughs> this has gone... <laughs> I wonder how long we've been going. 
long enough, surely. I see if you can look on the screen and get a sense of where <laughs> we're up to. You have to look pretty tight. You have to really get in there. There'll be a number that keeps moving at the... Ah, oh, this is... An hour and two minutes. Are you shit? Maybe we should have entered this ages ago. And that's not including the bung recording at the start. Right. Well, look, time and space is irrelevant. Gender's a circle. This is Tim Bat telling you to go live your life. <laughs> Thank you very much, Reese, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been an absolute delight. Jesus Christ. Do you have a call to action you wish to place at the end of the show? I do indeed. Well, I've got one. I'm going to pip you at the... Po- oh, wait. Is it your podcast? You're damn right oh, it well, is. Oh, Jinx. You do it. Uh, two and a half count podcast. If you like wrestling, uh, it's very good. We it's it's it, Wrestling anyway is crazy good. Just watch wrestling, and if that's... If you get a taste, come come and come and listen to the podcast. It's very good. Powerful, powerful pitch. So you want people to get into wrestling first? No, we're ending this. <laughs> and then the podcast. Well, I mean, they can get into the podcast first, but it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Bye, everyone. Ow! This movie's still fine. One of the guys that goes screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. <laughs> well, there it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, and the thing is, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. It's on the internet now. Just a reminder, because we forgot to say it during the record, um, somehow, uh, <laughs> somewhat obvious reasons, that we will be coming to Portland, Oregon, and San Francisco for the 21st and 22nd of this month of October 2016. Please, if you're in those areas, grab a friend, come see us. It's only $20, and it's a live podcast record and a stand-up show from Guy and I, all rolled into one evening of fabulous entertainment. Um, you can get your tickets and all the info from blazepizza.co.nz or goldstarrealtysolutions.com. We cannot wait to see you there. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try The Male Gaze? It's The Male Gaze! Well, yeah, I guess Ash's defining characteristic is that he wants to catch them all. And if, so does Don't everyone. Don't we all? We all want to We're catch them all. We're all on grinder trying to catch them all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.